0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Welcome to 12 Questions. This is Anna Valenzuela, and our feline co host today, Oscar, uh, just ate his weight in catnip. So he's going to be the loaded one on the podcast today. The cat
0: of an addict.
1: The cat of an addict loves him some catnip. Who knew? Uh, very exciting. You just heard the beautiful voice of my lovely co host, Mr. Dave Yates.
0: I don't know beautiful would be the word but it's it's a voice and it's 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 coming to you from Chicago Illinois so Mm. it's probably extra extra crunchy
1: yeah you're in your um you're in your homeland this is this is your my
0: weight in pizza I I just probably had about 12 slices of pizza
1: oh my god
0: I'm I'm not kidding and it's like people think it's when I say 12 it's Deep dish is what Chicago's known for, uh, but that is tourist pizza. We will eat it, but only on special occasions. So regular Chicago pizza is the square cut tavern style. So I ate about twelve squares of pizza. So, feeling like a real piece of shit.
1: Oh, stop! You be kind to yourself. I know it's not the Midwestern way, but be kind to yourself. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm, uh, I, I'm super stoked to hear our uh, clarity statement to come from that body full of pizza.
0: Welcome to the 12 Questions podcast. We believe growth and recovery isn't just for clean and sober people. Our mission is to share experiences with guests who do the same. We're not affiliated with AA, NA, or any other 12-step organization. 12 Questions has absolutely no opinion on the use of drugs or alcohol by anyone. We're simply two people that happen to be in recovery that want to give hope to anyone struggling. Although some of our guests may be clean and sober, some of them are not or choose not to divulge. The purpose of the podcast is to learn more about ourselves and others. We only hope that you can learn something about yourselves by listening.
1: Yay! You barely made it through that. You look like you look like you're running a mile right now.
0: <laughs> I have, literally, my mouth is still full of saliva from all the pizza, so it's like I'm like trying not to spit all over my computer. Real hot, real hot.
1: Ooh, sexy, everybody. That is uh, that's a Chicago hot boy blood. Hot shit hot boy boy summer okay and uh, i'm stoked on our guest today because she's another curly girl i see some beautiful waves happening on that camera who are we speaking with today
2: this is lily enchin
1: yay what's up lily enchin so excited how how is the end of quarantine treating you
2: you know what it's uh been full of surprises but um Mostly good, I would say Yeah, yeah I, I can't complain too much
1: Yeah, yeah, that's good That's amazing, that's amazing um, And you're very good friends with former guest Pam Yeah, Pam
0: She's a Pam, she's a Pam friend
1: Pam
2: friend Friend of Pod that's, Pam That's right <laughs> um,
0: How do you, how do yellow you know Yellow
2: balloon music ah, so recovery you're,
0: so you're friend a crusty wook, you're a yuck, so, crusty Wook too, huh?
2: Yes, I I once was, I still am um, involved in, in Wookery of, of some kind. Um, Pam is actually someone that I first became aware of through a Facebook group that is female fans of the Disco Biscuits and Pam used to post. What's the name
1: of that group? Is it like the Lady Biscuits? What is it? I have to know.
2: It's, uh, it's called And the Ladies, um, which is named after a song called And the Ladies Were the Rest of the Night oh, um, fish. Cool. F- the, the band Fish has the Fish Chicks group, the Ladies Fish group And this is sort of the Disco Biscuits version of that And Pam used to post some videos of her talking about meditation techniques Or sort of little tidbits of mindfulness And I remember being very intrigued and thought, who is this amazing lady? I was definitely still using at the time. Didn't take any of her advice at all, but I thought it was great. I thought it was a value. And then when I eventually did get clean, I was at my first sober show. I believe I was about three months in And I decided to go to the yellow balloon table and it just totally changed my experience at that show I was like going into it feeling kind of shaky and nervous and Pam was one of the people working the table and I was thinking I know you from somewhere and then it all just kind of came together and she's been a friend and meditation mentor and uh, Just person I very much love dearly in the scene ever since so
1: Oh, I love it. We
0: love a Pam. We love a Pam here on 12 Questions. So, oh, yeah. So uh, if you're listening to this episode and you want to backtrack, go listen to Pam. Uh, and so we talk about Wookery and Yellow Balloon groups, and it's a good precursor to this podcast.
1: I am doing I have fully adopted, even though I am not a a a fish human. um, I have adopted um, the word "wook" uh, (laughs) because we were my roommate and I were watching a uh, our our nightly stories, our version of 90 Day Fiance, is watching one Instagram influencers uh, stories at night together, like it's television. And um, she traveled through Mexico and she just boned every wook she came across. It was. (laughs) <laughs> and she came across many, and I was watching this person, and I'm thinking to myself, what is the right word? And we were, we were, we were both going back and forth, the right thing to call this man, and we realized the word was "wook," and it was very exciting. I felt, I felt Dave in my heart. I felt y'all in my heart yeah. in that moment, and I love, um, I love that uh, a public information thing or like um, an outreach thing is what brought you in. That's beautiful. That's amazing. Totally yeah it's uh we always wonder like they have a in my fellowship they go to the county fair every year and like you always wonder what's happening at that Which table is the you know mo- what i mean the it? it's the most hillbilly shit
0: a- county fairs are the most yeah. hillbilly
1: <laughs> shit that's i mean a hillbilly mexican man that's uh that's got to be my, my my first my first album title should be hillbilly mexican um but it's, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I i am so, I'm so excited to talk to you because you kind of got into it. Like, how do you experience surrender today?
2: So how do I experience surrender today? Uh, I will first off say very differently than I did in my active using days. And I'm by no means perfect. <laughs> um, I always say progress over perfection. Um, but. I will say that it's gotten easier for me to accept my present circumstances. Um, I heard somewhere once um, to accept the present moment as if you had chosen it yourself. And I've always found that so interesting and I don't think that's where I am all the time and I don't necessarily think it's a point of arrival, but I've sort of become very interested in, in the journey involved in that, in accepting my, my present circumstances for what they are and knowing that it's best for me if I can focus my time and my energy on the things that I can control. Um, Anna, you brought this up before when you were, you were talking about how you were able to use the word Wook. Um, you mentioned 90 Day Fiance, and I have to add this in because I'm Canadian, um, I'm a Canadian living in the US And I was actually a 90 day fiance I wasn't on that show But I had to go through that whole process To be here with uh, my now husband uh, So little FYI there Oh I can't seem to hear you anymore Still can't hear you
1: How's that? Hey. Hi. Uh, Tell me everything. Like, what (laughs) is, like, what, like, what was that process like?
2: Um, Long, arduous, uh, frustrating, required a lot of patience. Like, I think going through that process was the ultimate lesson in surrender, which is why I feel like it's really quite applicable to this question Um, because what happened was, very long story short, I was in the U.S. um, doing a diploma program. I'm a teacher, a Montessori teacher, and I was trying to do a diploma course and get credits towards a master's degree, and the school I was involved with didn't mention that it was probably a good idea to have a student visa, so basically I got turned away at the border um, trying to Cross in Toronto, where I'm from, and because that kind of went on my record for a bit, um, in trying to figure out how to be with my then boyfriend in the long term, we went to lawyers and they told us going through the K-1 process would be the easiest, and for any fans of 90 Day Fiance, that's the visa that all of these people get. So, um, basically I was able to stay in the US for a bit, and work on my diploma um, for a summer in Denver. And then I had to go back home to Canada and I wasn't allowed in the U.S. from, I believe, I think it was August of 2019 to December, 2020, I was able to finally make the move. And it was crazy. Um, and, you know, I like sometimes I'm, I could not believe that that was my life and that was the relationship I was in but it really was the ultimate lesson in surrender because there was just nothing I could do. Um, so during the pandemic, my then fiance and I planned a couple of trips: um, once to Belize and once to Jamaica, so that we could see each other. Because um, Canada had really strict regulations during the pandemic with who was coming I mean, in. So I mean, they still
0: right, right, do. Yeah, right now, yeah. my friends are, can't go to Fish Tour. Because coming down from canada for fish tour would mean they would have to like self-quarantine for like a month in a hotel on their own dime so canada
2: Yep. yep
0: i and you would figure it'd be the united states that was but we evidently don't give a shit down here <laughs>
1: They're like, let let 'em eat cake. Like this is this is the United States way. It's a little crazy out here. We're like, well, we'll call the herd somehow. But, um, we, uh, question, question. Are you dual citizen? Or are you?
2: So I'm. So many people think we. I I just get married and then I'm a citizen. It is a long process. Yeah. I'm I'm now um in the running to be eligible for a green card
1: what have you ever seen the John Oliver about um the last week tonight about the citizen process like in the U.S. and how crazy it is
2: I have not but that that's something that I'm sure I'd find very relatable
1: yeah yeah it was it it was mind-boggling and and Mm -hmm. and that must require a lot of patience and I know it seems really really insane like what what's been like the most insane moment uh, in or out of recovery that you've had
2: When I think of this question, I think of two very, very different ends of the spectrum. Um, the f- The first thing that comes to mind is it was kind of the end of the beginning, depending on how you want to look at it. But um, Dave, I'm sure you'll remember uh, the curveball weekend that never happened. Yep. That was actually the last weekend um, I used anything. Um this August, August twentieth, I'll be celebrating three years off of all mind yeah. and mood altering totally. substances. And yeah, that weekend was my low point. Um, what was the last thing my you friends and, and I were on am asking? Um like how long do you have <laughs> I mean
0: Oh so it was a bunch of stuff Yeah Girl was,
2: after my own heart It, it we was a, We have a
1: whole podcast
2: Yeah <laughs> it, it was All of the things I was in a very shaky Place at that time um, You know I was With this guy Who was living in the states And He kind of had a Sordid history That didn't allow him To get to Canada um, And I was having trouble reconciling with that I I really loved this person but you know I come from a pretty insular Jewish community in Toronto that's like you know everyone stays there for the most part or marries someone of the faith and I just I was just feeling a lot of pressure and I was feeling a lot of anxiety um You know, I I knew we were serious, and I knew we were, like, getting ready to take that next step, but I just, I just was having trouble dealing with it, and I was not communicating that, and around that time, he felt me pulling away, and I don't know, I don't know that any of it was calculated, I think, really, it was just a decision that was made by a very Intoxicated person But um, I cheated on my partner At the time And I think I was just like I don't know what to do in this situation So I'm going to burn this mother to the ground Because And by the way I don't trust anybody who hasn't done that In their life
1: <laughs> There is no I, Anybody who's never ever done that in their life I'm like Bitch what you trying to do right now You try to be better than anybody Because that's the only way you learn not to do that
2: Yeah, I was just like, I I don't know. It was just like, the weekend had been canceled. We were still partying. I didn't give a fuck. Zero fucks were given.
0: I don't think uh, Ansel Curveball was supposed to be a Fish music festival, and Fish will throw music festivals sometimes where they're the only ones playing, and this one got canceled because of weather so there was a whole bunch of people that made the pilgrimage and spent a bunch of money to go out there and it was just canceled Mm. it was a real curveball that's Mm -hmm.
1: the that's
0: that's the that's the uh the wook joke among the peoples
1: (laughs) i love it i love it
0: so how do you make decisions today now that you've gone through that you're coming up on three you know um how do you make your decisions
2: I think the biggest thing for me is that, you know, when I was making decisions like I was before, it wasn't coming from a place of self-love. Like, I, I, don't, I don't really think I accepted myself prior to cleaning up. Um, I don't think I truly loved myself. I was very focused on pleasing other people and being around other people and I think today, as like by contrast, I really make decisions with myself in mind and not the you know affection or adoration of others. And I think I, I really start from a place of self-love when I make these decisions. And I think also today I'm much more focused on my goals and ambitions and, and where I want to be, not only, you know, today, tomorrow, but like a couple of years down the line. So I, I think I I make a lot more decisions that are goal oriented, whereas back in the day it was like, OK, I have to work so I can go on fish tour so I can go see the biscuits so I can go see my shows like that's how I thought of life. Mm hmm. Um, everybody's
1: working for the weekend. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, but
2: that's just normal.
0: Like there's yeah. so many people that, that work regular ass jobs so that they can spend their summers seeing twenty fish shows. Yeah. That's just totally. that's the that's the, the, the real Vegas vacation for, for Wooks is like For Wooks. <laughs> we we make food additives all year and then we get to go to Vegas. <laughs>
2: That's great. I love that. And I, I mean, I think that's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But for a long time, for me, I know that it was the only thing I was looking forward to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like, okay, when I'm not at shows, I'll kind of have fun. But like, that's what I'll really have fun. Like that's, to me, that was like what life was all about. And you know, I'm I'm happy to say that I can still go to shows today and have a wonderful time. But, you know, there are other things I want to do in life and there are other things that make me happy too. So I think making decisions today is about sort of checking those other boxes too.
1: I love that. I love that. What What's been the most interesting thing you've learned about yourself in your recovery journey?
2: I think one thing that stands out is that I'm not nearly as extroverted as I thought Mm. Like when my husband first met me We met over a string of Disco Biscuit shows He told me I was one of the most social people he had ever met And you know the thing was I was a very shy little kid Like incredibly shy Um, And I, I guess I like got out of that stage a little bit But in getting sober, I realized how important my alone time is and that like, it's it's really dependent upon my mood and mm-hmm. what's going on if, if I want to socialize. Like, I feel like we're such homebodies these days, but then like when the situation calls for it or we have plans with friends, it's it's like great. But um, yeah, that, that's one thing that's that surprised me a little bit. And I think in getting to know myself better and getting to love myself, Truly, for the first time in my life, mm-hmm. I, I've come to really value my alone time and enjoy spending time with myself.
1: Totally, I you know it's so funny. I um, I have a my friend calls me an extrovert whose favorite people are people who hate people. That's like <laughs> that's like I love I like like an introvert ass introvert, and um, the reason is is because I too need downtime. I need, um, I can wear, I can go too hard to the pain around the energy of being around other people. And, um, so I, I need downtime and my sponsor throughout the quarantine was like, I know a lot of you guys are really suffering on connection. She goes, but I've trained my whole life for this. I'm ready. I have all the, the, the series queued up. I'm ready to watch TV and be alone. And, um. And so it, it was it's been nice over the last, you know, year or so, even though everything is sad and tragic and hard, it was nice to replenish my alone time tank. And I too have to like budget in alone time. I can't just run around and burn my candle at five ends, you know what I mean? Candles don't even have that many ends. It doesn't <laughs> make sense. So um, but I, I totally understand that. What What is your level of like self-honesty today because that takes a lot of self-honesty to know like hey girl you need to go home you need to relax
2: (laughs) i mean and i think i'm pretty sure that this has become a thing in recovery more but i have this tendency to think i need to do so much every day or, like mm. it's, it's like this overachiever kind of attitude and I was definitely not always like that um, so you know sometimes I need to say to myself like you need to chill and like you know I might I might give myself alone time but then spend all of that time cleaning and like doing chores and stuff and and sometimes I need to um, give myself a little bit of a break mm-hmm. and you know I, th- I think in terms of honesty, I'm a terrible liar. So the only person I maybe need to work on that with is, is myself. Mm. Like, I, I, I can't be dishonest with other people. It just doesn't work, um, which I think maybe is a good thing. Um, but That's why
0: you didn't survive on Yeah, Disco yeah I mean, Biscuits I think tour, in terms of being... You didn't survive <laughs> on Disco Biscuits tour because you were so honest.
1: Maybe this Maybe. is this I, is a jam band shade. I don't understand what's happening.
0: <laughs> the disco biscuits are on the on the laundry list of the jam band scenes, like where people are like, this is the, where the real sketch balls hang out. But there, it's really no different in any other scene. It's like the widespread panic kids will make fun of the fish kids. The fish kids will make fun of the panic fans. It's like so. It's just like an, it, when everybody's all the same. It's just. It's just. It's jokes that only people get when you're, like, enmeshed in this, like, culture, where it's, like, it's, like, for people in sports, like, it's kind of, like, similar Mm -hmm. to sports, like, where you have your team, and there's, like, rival teams, but there's Mm -hmm. no reason for them to be rivals other than you're in a different city than I am. It's kind of the same with jam bands, like, where, (laughs)
1: like,
0: I love them all, but, like, it's, like, having one to make fun of another is is, is just kind of the gist
1: I, I used to work at a, a treatment facility, and my um, my coworker was this like very young, very like into his young people's fellowship kind of a guy. And uh, at almost every week, he would because um, we'd work in two person teams. He would uh, he would walk up to me and be like, "Hey, Anna, I was uh, I was at a fight and an NA meeting broke out." And I would laugh my ass off And then he would laugh And it would be And I would be like Were you wearing your sweater vest and your best suit? You know Like we used to just like Goof around like that And so uh, Yeah I get it Subculture jokes uh, We don't have any jokes Between improvers and comedians um, Because well, improvers One just are, hates the other Yeah we hate <laughs> each other And uh, improvers are too sweet To step to our aggression So they just run away So that's usually what it does Maybe sketch comics Does sketch comics have a uh, do they flex on comics?
0: Not no? really. M- my lady was a sketch comic no. and she doesn't really f- Yeah. No. Yeah. She doesn't we've flex, done, right? Done, yeah.
1: Yeah. No yeah. one in, no one in Hollywood has a fun rivalry joke. It's a real bummer. <laughs> but, but today,
0: do you do you experience anxiety differently than you did when you were using? Like how do you experience anxiety today, Lily?
2: I mean, today I actually feel my anxiety. Like I was using to not feel it, I think for a long time. Um, I was like a daily pot smoker for many, many years, even when, you know, I might not be using other substances as often, um, or as frequently like pot was, was there for me. It it had my back and I feel like it was this vicious cycle for a while like I might be anxious about something I'd get high and then it would come back and like just on and on it would go and then it got to the point where the weed started making me anxious Mm -hmm. and it was like not doing what it used to do um and I I feel like I've heard this I've heard this Mm -hmm. for many people too um you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure why that's the case for so many people, but... Um, it does cause that was,
1: paranoia for yeah. a lot of people. Um, that's why a lot of people try weed the first time and they don't like it, mm-hmm. you know, and then you eventually... It's, I think it's the old adage of, like, the drugs stop working, you know what I mean? Eventually you're just uncomfortable, you know, and you're using yeah. because you don't want to feel, and you don't want to feel bad, you don't want to feel the come down. You don't want to have, I know with marijuana specifically, you don't want to have the sleepless nights, you know? But it doesn't do much to alleviate the anxiety for addicts over time, has been my experience. I know that there's a lot of people that participate in harm reduction and, you know, um, and all those things. But like, my experience specifically with um, hallucinogens of all kinds, is they stopped being relaxing and fun and started being anxiety provoking and terrifying right. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I mean, I I pot was actually the first thing for me to quit and it was it was because I had gone back to school and I mm-hmm. just sort of felt like I'm taking in all of this new information and I want to retain it. Like I want to absorb this and and really take it all in. So, um weed was actually one of the first things I quit and like, you know, way before I thought this whole recovery thing was was the thing for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, like in terms of how I feel or experience anxiety today, I mean, I think I have a different set of tools that I use. I know meditation has been really, really helpful for me um, in managing my anxiety and just like understanding what's going on in my body when I start feeling like that. Um, So it's really connected me to my, to my body in that regard. I know when I experience anxiety, it's always that tightening in the chest for Mm -hmm. me. Like that's, that's where I feel it. And, um, you know, so whether it's sitting down to meditate right at that time or um, going for a walk, um, you know, those are just a couple of the things I would do if I'm experiencing anxiety because usually like the first thing that's going to happen is like I'm going to find something small to freak out about Mm. um but at the same time I'm, I'm grateful to be feeling my feelings and and letting them express themselves because I think for many years I wasn't allowing that to happen
0: The for 12 Questions podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 12QPOD. That's 1-2-Q-P-O-D at manscaped.com. Imagine having a sleek and well-designed optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0 and I'm blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and the details on the 4.0 are next level. I used other trimmers in the past and I've nicked my balls plenty of times and you all know the pain of nicking your balls, ouch. Not to mention, afterwards, the sweat, the stinging, it's just not a good time. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredible comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. I now feel confident shaving my boys! This upgraded trimmer includes a multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to run the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one through four. Did I mention wireless charging? The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery last longer. Men, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. It's time to get your own ball, hair, and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boys get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code 12qpod at manscape.com your balls will thank you
1: yeah the anxiety rage tantrum is interesting too because it's like i definitely uh before surrendering to the fact that i have i have a legitimate anxiety problem uh there was uh moments where i would get in the cycle of you know boiling over it felt like I was boiling over like something would happen I would boil over and then I would have all that like adrenaline and all the all the stuff that happens with the the rage out you know and then and then I would come down and then I would go back and come down and that becomes its own addictive thing too you know it's like addicts gonna use whatever they got you know so so yeah that's it's fascinating it but it does when we look at our fear and anxiety, I always see that as the engine of my character defects. Like, what, what is um, your experience, like, what character defect are you working on the most right now?
2: I mean, I, I think that ties right into it, but, like, reactivity is yeah. definitely one of them. Like, just being reactive or at times overreactive to situations um, and trying to... Take a step back for a minute. Maybe take a breath and like respond wisely instead mm-hmm. of instead of reacting um,
1: or not in a respond way, at all. That's another one yeah, too. Or it's that just is, like ah, maybe this person's having a bad day. Like maybe something yeah. happened that's triggered them outside of this interaction.
2: Yeah, and also knowing that walking away is is okay. Mm-hmm. And that that one's hard for me because I always. I'm very determined and strong willed. So I sometimes feel like, no, I I can explain this. And if, you know, if it's an altercation with another person, a friend or my husband or something, it's like, "I, I can explain this to them and, and they'll understand, like, I'll make them come around. Yeah, you're not, I always love, I always love
1: this one. You're not understanding me. And I'm like, no, actually, I am understanding, Leo. I don't agree with you. That's different. <laughs> That's different. I completely understand what you're saying. Would you like me to repeat what you've said to me? I will. I would be happy to to let you know what I heard. Um, the thing is, is uh, I understand you. It's also something I'm not going to go along with. And I and I say that by the way, knowing that for many years of my recovery, I was like. I was Anna Valenzuela, attorney at law, like coming in with my hot case about why I was going to get my way. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I love that. I love that. I'm sorry. I, I cut you off. Um, okay. Uh, what, with all of that in your like recovery space and in your, um, in your, your using time Like what is um, Like your experience Of forgiveness
2: So Forgiveness is an interesting one Because I used to think that You know Really forgiving someone was for them That they mm-hmm. Reaped the benefits of your forgiveness mm-hmm. But what I've realized Is that it is for me um, if I choose to to forgive someone, that is a huge weight off my shoulders. Um, because when you are really resenting someone, when you are really angry at someone, you are suffering. You're holding on to all of this baggage, and it's uncomfortable. And you know it, it's understandable if you feel like you've been wronged or or someone did something hurtful to you absolutely like it's it's okay to be angry it's okay to be upset but it is the most freeing thing when when you can let go of that Um, because I I feel like you can then really move forward and get back to you know whatever you're doing get back to living your life in a way that in a way that you want to yeah yeah
1: what's been a um, like the most interesting amends you've either given or received
2: So, an amends that I gave, um, was after I was not faithful to my partner, um, which kind of kickstarted this whole thing for me, um, you know, in, for the reason of like wanting to be a better person and wanting to be a better partner, um, and that was really the, um... The catalyst for all of this in my life, the catalyst for um, my decision to stop using, um, and then you know, with that, obviously, it became more about me, and I realized that this this is what I needed to do for myself mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that amends was first written in a letter, um, but then I felt that I continued to make that amends by just living in a way that I felt was truer to who who I really was. Mm-hmm. Um so th- that was a really big one for me. Um because I just I just couldn't believe that I was in that position. Like I never really thought that I would be saying those things to someone or or writing those things like I I, I it was just like it was truly an out of body kind of experience looking at looking at myself and mm-hmm. realizing that I had Caused that much hurt to someone who Just loved me so much um, So th- that was That was hard but I, I felt like I Continued to sort of Live out that amends as I was Sort of building this this Life in recovery um, And then in terms of an Amends that was made to me um, This is Actually quite funny but A friend of mine um, Who used to be a show buddy We went on lots of fish We went to lots of fish shows together. We went to lots of biscuit shows together. Um, You know, he was part of my crazy Canadian crew. Um, He got sober and he called me up to check in one day and then was like, you know what? I'm actually like working. I I don't know the order of the 12 steps, so forgive me here, but um, he was making his amends and he hadn't planned to call me to do that, but said, you know what? I've got you on the phone and uh one of the main things he said to me was i mean there there was a few things but one that stood out to me was that this one time uh back in the day i had been dating one of his close friends and they all lived in a house together when they were in college a bunch of dudes and he said you know we had him and i had gone out to the store and we bought all of these ingredients and i think we made some kind of like Chinese hot and sour soup together from scratch Mm -hmm. so we bought all these ingredients we made this soup and he got fucked up and that night and I guess into the next morning he ate all of our leftovers and didn't save any for me (laughs) and so that was um that was a part of his amends um that he was really some, some, some sorry for some are, some are i i think sicker I, than
1: others That is the most Canadian amends I've ever heard That is so sweet
2: <laughs> I'm sorry I ate your soup <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's so great And I think I do recall Like looking for some leftovers The next day and being like Where, Where's the soup <laughs> Yeah
1: yeah, but you know, when you're high you're just like, I must have ate that. I don't know what happened. Like it's fine. It's fine. That's so funny. I know. Now, with your your life, you're a your teacher, you're a married woman, uh, waiting to become a US citizen. I'm sorry we're such a nightmare of a country. Uh what like what is uh your daily routine like? Like what's your like your get down to your spiritual practice on the daily
2: so I'm pretty big on my morning routine um I my husband and I just moved from Denver to Austin just over a week ago so congrats I had to, thank you um I had to give myself a little bit of grace that my morning routine was maybe gonna be you know a little off because like I had to unpack um And it's nice to be able to, to give myself a little bit of a break there, but on a regular day when I am settled, um, I like to get up and meditate first thing, Mm. um, that kind of sets the tone for my day. Um, at the beginning of my recovery, I was like really big into transcendental meditation Mm. and had a pretty, um, great sort of flow with that and routine of doing it twice a day, every day, um. That's, like, kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit. But um, between that and a mindfulness meditation, like, I try to get something in there first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to make my bed. If I'm not, like, meditating, sitting in my bed, I like to make my bed. And that, that feels good to me. Um, have my coffee. And then something that I've started doing um, in the pandemic is a gratitude practice. And... At first I started doing that myself And then Something amazing happened right before I was moving uh, to the US I uh, was On Facebook one day and I found Out about the Yellow Balloon group For the band Ween who is another one of my favorite bands hmm. Ween According to The bumper sticker is not a jam band But There's like some sort of weird Crossover there where yeah like they they could be they've got you know their devoted fan base who will follow them everywhere jam band but
1: adjacent
2: perfect yeah perfectly put so i guess it was around november i found out about this Ween yellow balloon group that had been started um they're called the sunny bunny recovery group uh shout out to the sunny bunnies and uh over time, I kind of became more and more involved and they, they've been holding Zoom meetings. They've actually never had a table at a show or anything like that yet. Um, but they started this community that's been growing. And from my own little personal gratitude practice, I took that to the wean group and have made that a daily thing. So now it's kind of nice because I've got this accountability and people that are like counting on me to post in there and I'll say, you know, this is what I'm grateful for. What are you grateful for? I'll share a song, I'll share some, you know, witty ween puns in there um, to make people laugh. And then it gives them an opportunity if they have a chance to see the post, to to comment and share some gratitude too. Mm -hmm. And I just find the gratitude piece has been really, really helpful to me um, the last six months or so. Um,
1: Yeah. I do, um, I have a crew of people that, um, we trade, uh, gratitude lists every day and, um, via text. And, and that has been, and it's so funny because a lot of them got into it with 20, 30 years, you know what I mean? And they were just like, yeah, somebody sent me this thing. I thought, what a great idea. So I started doing it too. And it's like, uh, gratitude can be such a, um, a powerful way to unfuck our mood. You know, like just to really put it in its most blunt terms is it's like, when I find myself getting really moody and shitty about certain things, I'm usually a couple of days behind on my gratitude list. And I'm like, oh girl, you need to jump back in that. You need to get back in that. Cause, cause there is so much like, there is so much to be grateful for. There truly is, you know, especially um, what Dave and I do as comedians, we have a critical mind. We, uh, we are looking for the absurdity of the world and sometimes it can get really easy to only see that but we also have to counterbalance it with this like you know this is kind of even though there's a lot of things to like yell about um and thank god otherwise we wouldn't have jobs but like it 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 is a um there's so many things to be really happy for you know like I, I've been starting a joke by saying yeah, no like,
0: one. No one likes the gratitude comedian. No one's like, you know, why I'm so happy, guys, because of
1: this. <laughs> well, I do. I start a joke. I do start a joke where I'm like, you know, I'm so grateful to live in these times. You know, even though, even though these are, we can complain a lot about what's going on. There are two things that are true. Number one, I didn't get murder, raped today, getting to the show. And number two. <laughs> Um, we found a way to make cigarettes taste like donuts, and that means we're at the greatest time to be alive. And then I go into a joke about vaping. So it's like, it's like a whole thing. It's like, there is, there is a way to do it, but, um... But I, it, it, you're, it is true like, do, you,
0: do you confront that you had a nasal infection Because of vaping It's the whole stage? joke
1: It's the whole joke It's the whole joke about how I broke my nose <laughs> yeah, vaping
0: yeah, yeah, Lily, if you ever feel bad About what you're engaging in uh, In recovery uh, That's not the best for you Just remember there's a woman out there who vapes so hard? Her nose got infected.
1: Yeah, with 18 years, with 18 years in recovery. Yeah, Damn. should know better. Yeah, no, do it. Just can't, <laughs> can't be trusted. Can't be trusted around anything that makes me feel good. Um, and uh, and I'm okay with that today. I'm like, okay, well, that's my brain. Like, here we are. Like, oops, gotta do it differently. You know. Um, <laughs> Have you ever and, drank the uh,
0: vape juice?
1: Ew, no, I have licked some off my hand, though (laughs) Some of uh...
0: of the Yeah.
1: standards (laughs) Have you ever eaten
0: the vape juice? No, ew, but I have licked it off my hand So you've eaten vape juice A
1: little bit, yeah (laughs) Well, you don't want it to go to waste Um, Yeah, so it's uh... (laughs) So sad Um, Also, you don't want it to make your hand sticky
0: Right? You don't lick the vape juice
1: Well, I know that now (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's probably the grossest It's probably the grossest thing I've ever heard Come out of your mouth Is that you lick the vape juice off your skin
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, tastes good Anyway, um, yeah uh, You know, I, I have to be open and honest with myself About things like that Because um, cause sometimes, you know Being that I got clean at 20 Sometimes my brain will be like Are you really an addict? And I'll be like lick the vape juice off your skin, bitch. You're an addict. That's, that's correct. <laughs> Keep going to the meetings. You need, you know what, work the steps again. You've got a problem. Like, you know, like that's very much my, my oeuvre. But hey, what is your, you know, you talked about like prayer and meditation. Like what's your relationship with your higher power like today?
2: So the higher power thing is interesting for me. Um, I feel most connected to what I'll call something greater than myself when I'm like deep in meditation. Sure. Um, that's probably like the, the moment where I really feel connected to something beyond myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also heard other people in recovery talk about G O D being the great outdoors. That's another time for me when I'm out hiking or out in nature where I just feel, you know, feel that vibration or that, um, interconnectivity between all things and that's another moment for me um and then I think as an educator for some of our youngest learners I'm sort of specialized with infants and toddlers I think seeing children in the moment like that like whether it's you know they're newborns and moving their body and looking around or or, you know learning to crawl like seeing children in the moment like that um and just sort of like figuring out their own path is another one of those moments that connects me to something some inner workings of the universe if that makes any sort of sense Um, so it's it's those kinds of things. It
0: takes a special mind to be a teacher I can't look at kids and not be angry so (laughs) I'm glad it's you. (laughs) Oh
2: you're one of those
0: Oh no! I am I'm one of of those that that fish song is like (laughs)
1: Oh no it's,
0: uh, yeah, What's if, the lyric? It's, it's the lyrics is something like uh if 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 children laughing isn't pleasant sounds to you, this one is for you. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I'll have to look it up.
2: If uh, if children playing all around to you is noise not a pleasant sound.
0: Yep, see, someone's a better work than me.
1: Oh my god.
2: Yep. Um yeah, To to me that's like that's magic. That's um that's life, you know, that, that's like the beginning of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like any kind of those so experiences that can put me as, you know, as in the moment and as present as possible, like that, that to me is a connection to a higher power or to, to something beyond myself. Right. Um, so that, that, that's how I experience my higher power, I think.
0: And that song is Brian and Robert sports that's fans. That's right. If if you're if you're looking to uh, do some fishy homework, Brian and Robert. Like, look, I don't hate kids. It's just a lot of the times it's noise, not pleasant sounds for me. That's why I don't teach. And that song's for me, everybody. That's, that's <laughs> this one is for me.
1: That's, after after yeah. the podcast, I'm going to go visit with a friend who just had a baby, and I'm going to hold that baby. Because the baby's yeah. pretty cool. It's a really cool baby, like really cool baby. And she she smiles and giggles at me, and who wouldn't? I'm made of rubber. You know what I mean? Like she's she's very like, she's very into me. So, uh, yeah, I like a kid. I do like a kid, but no, yeah. not no. <laughs> I'm yeah. just
0: saying, so so wh- when are you having one?
1: No, I mean, I'm uh, pushing, I'm pushing, I'm in my last year of my 30s, so if I did, that baby would have flippers, so let's not, um, there are plenty of people that have, like, you know, pregnancies into their 40s, but I don't have I great mean, luck, look, so
0: I don't want to push if it. Arnold, if Arnold Schwarzenegger can get impregnated by Danny DeVito in the hit flick, Junior, then you could still have a kid.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I think maybe a mortgage would be better first and then, like, a place to, you know, so I have a place to put the child, you know what I mean? And also, I have to make sure I'm in a relationship with somebody who's also not, like, a child, you know what I mean? There's a lot of mommy-girlfriend things happening in L.A.
0: <laughs> well, well, well.
1: I'm not saying that about my current relationship, but I just got to make sure, you but know what I mean? I'm not, gonna make not sure. saying
0: it. She's not not saying
1: No I'm not not saying it No no that's no That's true Yeah 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 But you know You gotta You gotta You gotta be You gotta be, be, make sure The other party is ready You know what I mean The other party just got a cat And that's That's what we're working towards You know what I mean So Anyway Shout out He'd be out a to good house husband He loves children Anyway um, <laughs> Shout out Shout out He loves he, <laughs> Yeah he does love children It's like a thing Um. Maybe I'll get him pregnant That's my favorite thing To say on stage yeah, To like a disruptive man, I'll just be like, especially if he's like young and good looking, I'll be like, you keep it up, I'm gonna get you pregnant after the show. I love saying that, that's the funniest thing to me. (laughs) I love outmanning men. It really makes me me, me happy, it's very fun. Um, And on that spiritual note, uh, we've arrived at our last question. What is your one thing that you would share with another person just like you in the world?
2: So when you ask this question, like, is it someone like me today? Someone like me? Time back is a flat then?
1: circle. Whenever. Yeah, whatever, whatever
0: yeah. inner Lily you would like to speak to right now.
2: Okay, um, I would say first and foremost, be kind to yourself. Um, you know, look for the people. In your life Look for the people To surround yourself with That really love you For who you are Um And Do things you're proud of And Yeah I'm gonna come back To the self love again But um Yeah Be be careful I would say too Yeah
1: yeah, that, I think that falls into the realm of self-love. You know, like I can convince myself that a lot of risk-taking is um, is always good, um, and it maybe it isn't. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you got to evaluate. We exercise judgment. We're not judgmental. You know. So like, it's, it's, it's good. I think that's an act of self-love and we did it. You have such a sweet, kind soul. I'm so glad that we had this
2: conversation. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you guys had me here today. Thank you. Do
1: you want people to find you or do you want them to find specific Facebook groups or anything that, is there anything you'd like to plug?
2: You know what? I would, if uh, we have any people listening to Wean out here um, and looking for a recovery group, check out uh, Sunny Bunny recovery group on Facebook. Uh, we do two meetings a week, and it's an awesome group of folks who are trying to do this recovery thing. Um, and it's incredibly inclusive. You know, If you're doing the medically-assisted t- treatment, if you're doing complete abstinence, if you're an AANA, um, whatever, we love you. We want to see you there, so. Add me add me i absolutely will yes Uh, good (laughs) i'm glad you love wayne they're the best
1: so cute i love it dave where can people find you in all your wares
0: people can find me at yates comedy y-a-t-e-s comedy on all social medias tiktok instagram and twitter and i'm fresh out of facebook jail everybody so find me on facebook dave yates uh yeah, I did a uh, Lily. I did a thirty day stint in Facebook jail because there was this wook on an airplane, and I posted a picture of him. And I said, if I was sitting behind him, I would have lit them dreadlocks on fire. And that earned me a thirty day ban on Facebook. So you really? Can find
1: me yeah, it the guy had somebody. his <laughs> the guy had his dreadlocks cascading into the other person's seat, like behind. Him. I see. See, I okay. would have tied them into little knots.
0: I would have lit them on the no, still I don't, I don't, I still stand by my I don't think
2: you wanna I don't think you wanna touch those. I mean I like yeah, beef
0: f- juice. With fire. Gives a <laughs> sh- Actually,
2: with
0: fire. <laughs> and where can everybody find you and our wonderful podcast?
1: Well, I want to shout out real quick. He is out of Facebook jail, but ladies and gentlemen, please buy some ha ha hot sauce. All right. It is tough out here in these streets and Dave needs some hot sauce money. You know what I mean? Not needs, but like wants. I still sell hot sauce. Buy that hot sauce. It's delicious. Um, It's my favorite hot sauce for pizza, um, for really any Italian type food. For some reason, a good sandwich. Um, It's a great hot sauce for all of those things. Um, So please buy that. Uh, You can also uh, buy, you can not buy, but like, you know, Get at me. You can me.
0: buy Anna Valenzuela. Buy me. If the price is right, you can buy Anna V as Fun.
1: Yeah, fuck you, pay me. Uh, Anna V as Fun on Twitter, Instagram. You can also find me at uh for show dates as I am getting out there in the world crazy. I even like updated my calendar. What? Like, what am I a professional? <laughs> Shit. Um, and uh, you can find this podcast at 12Q Pod on all the things social media, Gmails. Um, you did the, the, the just in tiktoks tocks in the world, you know, like make it happen, you know, get in there, follow us. Um, and uh, how we on this podcast every time is Lily. If nobody has told you this today, we love you.
0: Love you. Aww.
2: Thanks, guys. I love you
1: too. And Dave, if nobody has told you this today, we love you.
0: Sorry, sorry, my connection's unstable. I didn't, I didn't catch that.
1: That's not the only thing unstable about you. And if you're you're listening to this and nobody's told you this today, ladies and gentlemen, we love you.
0: Love you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right, we did it. I'm going to stop recording.